Saturday morning, right here in the Ville, you got to live and learn before your bridge gets burned. That is absolutely the theme of today's show. That is the theme of today's game. It is a pregame edition of Wake Up 502 with Rashawn Myers being joined, as always, on the line by the man, the myth, the legend himself, at that boy's good, Mr. Joe Kelly. Joe, how you doing this morning, brother? Doing great, man. Doing great. Sitting down at the... uh, we're in the A lot right now. I got uh, people next to us seem to be eating some sort of uh, Bloody Mary concoction with uh, nice. with with pepperonis and blocks of cheese. Nice uh, in their drink. Yeah, you gotta love how creative people get with Bloody Marys, right? Yeah, <laughs> got some other people grilling. The RVs are out. It's a good. Uh, it's a good showing for this early, man. I was a little worried. Yeah, didn't hey, know yeah. what the attitudes would be like after last week, and you know, there's been a lot going on in Louisville. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, that, that, like that, that's been kind of the, the theme is after just the, um, the the emotional swings of what happened uh, with uh, the Central, or excuse me, with the uh, South, uh, Florida State game last week, uh, you know, I don't think anybody really knew, like that. there was definitely a lot of anger <laughs> and a lot of frustration out of the, the, the game last week, but definitely a question of, you know, what the crowd was going to look like, um, you know, is everybody still kind of bought in? Uh, I think we kind of discussed it last week, Joe, um, that the Florida State game wouldn't kill you if you lost it, 
but it definitely puts you on life support. And I think that was kind of the thing that we came away with, when, especially when we were discussing the game um, there at uh, at the um, 21st in Germantown at game day 502 last Saturday afternoon. We just kind of talked about the fact that, you know, it wasn't necessarily a must win, but it definitely puts everything on life support because if you lose that game, uh, it pretty much becomes – you lose one more gimme game, and you would guess that the season's pretty much done with. Um, so it definitely sounds like at least early returns is that, you know, people are still engaged, people are still um, hopeful uh, for the season. And, you know, with it still being September, I, I would think that's the way you would want to be, even though uh, there's a lot of reasons to be upset. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, absolutely. You know, we said it wasn't a must win or, you know, they – there, it wasn't a no turning back type game, but also I don't know, man. If you had told me the fashion in which they would lose the game, I I might have been I'd have been inclined to say, well, that could be a backbreaker. It was, it was just backup quarterback comes in, starts flinging it, you know, just all the bad narratives. It's something oh, that is, I, I feel like Joe, we've seen that that kind of story before. You know, it's it's kind of that, that Florida State game just seemed like. We've seen that game, that specific game, at least a couple of times over the last couple of seasons where, where Louisville has seemed to, you know, have a have a, a hold on things. You know, I think back to the Virginia game last year. You know, Louisville's up, you know, to two or three touchdowns. Seems like they're completely in control. Uh, they come out the second half, seem to uh, kind of let off the gas a little bit, let off the horsepower, allow Virginia to get into a rhythm. And next thing you know, Brendan Armstrong is, is bringing the, the Wahoos back from three touchdowns down. And, you know, Louisville kicks a field goal. Virginia throws a touchdown. Game over. Like, literally, that's the Florida State game outside of just the fact that the backup guy, <laughs> you know, comes in and he's the one that does the Brendan Armstrong imitation. But it's literally. Um, I'm telling you what, I watched the fourth quarter on the party deck with friends, and there was one throw that that backup QB from Florida State made. It looked like freaking John Moxon, man. He st he climbed the ladder in the pocket because we were looking directly head on. I could just hear the Foo Fighters music playing, and I did not like where it was headed. <laughs> yeah, I, no, the, the, I know exactly what pass you're talking about. That 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 when he hit the big guy on that crossing pattern. And he just put everything he had into that throw and then just got creamed as he was throwing it. And yeah, it was, like it was a Hollywood. Perfect, yeah. <laughs> the perfect like, You could put that put that throw next to John Elway getting helicoptered. Of just clips where you go, yeah, man. You could, you, you could draw it up a thousand times, but Hollywood can't recreate that shot ever again. No, 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 not at all. Yeah, it was – and that was kind of the – uh oh, moment. You know what I mean? Like that, that because they, mm -hmm. but being down, uh, you know, 14 in the fourth quarter, they needed a quick score. They couldn't have a, a drive uh, that took a lot of time. You know, with I think there was about eight and a half minutes left when that happened. Um, and, and you know, Louisville's still in a good position, but then it's one, it's one of those things when you kind of get that one or two play touchdown. It just kind of puts you in that uh-oh move because it's like, well, hell, now all they, you know, it, it's a one-score game and there's still plenty of time left, you know. Well, if we've learned if 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 we've learned anything from the from the Scott Satterfield era, it's please, please, please don't give him any reason to pucker up in the fourth quarter. It's yeah. coming anyway. It's like we know it's coming. Please don't aid and abet it. 
Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, absolutely. I mean, it, it just, I have a lot of concerns about, you know, wh wh where they're at. And I think, wh you know, where we want to get get going today. And just to, to let everybody know, of course, uh, we're counting you down to Louisville USF. That'll be coming your way at noon, uh, noon kick today. So we're, we're kind of like the uh, unofficial uh, Wake Up 502 pregame show today. But, you know, definitely I think it's better for us to, look back and then look at the factors heading into uh, today's game and just kind of set the stage um, for, for what is a now you have to win. Like now you can't leave. <laughs> now you can't lose. Like that's, that is where we are uh, right now. But I, I definitely think that looking back, I, I want to get your thoughts on uh, some of the things I know that, that we kind of had that that raw emotional <laughs> show last week um you know you, you didn't make the morning show so everybody's very happy to hear your voice uh, <laughs> just knowing that that, that, that you're I'm, good <laughs> you know i'm i'm making up for uh for for calling an audible and uh and, and subbing myself out of the rotation last week yes we're uh we're doing some we're doing some on-site coverage this morning i figure I'll chat it up with you for the first segment. I'm going to walk around, try to talk to some people, get a get a gauge on what they're thinking about for the season. You know where the, where fans seem to still be. I'm not bold enough to just walk around and hand a microphone to strangers. I was going to say, man, uh, let's I'm, just go ahead and just let them know. Hey, I'm on the radio right now. Like, give me your name and what right you now. You should absolutely do that. Like, I, I am okay. all for that. That, that. that is in the main event sports show tradition. We did that. Um, hey. uh, the, the game, the Louisville Purdue game, uh, back up in Indianapolis. Uh, yeah. The, the, for that game, literally, we did the show walking through the parking lot, headed towards the stadium. And we're just like literally put, like walking up to miscellaneous Purdue and Louisville fans <laughs> and just asking them questions. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, hey, man, there you go. Gorilla, gorilla Radio. Yes, absolutely. They're like, are you seriously on radio? Like, yeah, absolutely. Like, it's, it's being broadcast all over Louisville, like right now. So, like, you know, tell us your absolutely. name and what's happening. <laughs> it's fun times. I'll see what I can do about that. I'll yeah, see what I can do about yeah. that. No, but I mean, but but dead serious uh, for for the people that are wondering and, and people that might be on their way down here, come on out, man! Come on out! You know it's first come first serve. Um, this is I, I I keep saying it. I'm really impressed with the uh, with the crowd. And and something that I, I kind of forgot to mention last week when we were just when I was all in my feels about the football team, uh, the product wasn't exactly what how how I envisioned the game ending. But I got to say, man. Uh, UL's athletic department has really stepped their game up, and it is a much more pleasant experience inside the the stadium and in the facilities than it has been in years past. Nice. I was I was very impressed with the lines, uh, the internet, the Wi-Fi access, just everything about it. Complete 180 from the complaints uh, UL fans have had for hell, man, what decades? Yeah. I mean, I feel like I feel like the poor folks in Eastern Kentucky. Every time I would come to Cardinal Stadium before, and talking about, I thought we had internet. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, like I, I've heard a lot. You know, I heard that last week that they they discussed about how many uh, new fan experience type things they were bringing to uh, the stadium this year, um, and I know kind of pretty much the only issue last week was kind of the um, the traffic situation with the speed parking there in the purple lot. 
Um, but they said that they were definitely going to make sure that they had um, a lot, addressed a lot of those issues to make sure it, it flowed a lot better. So I'll be very interested to hear how, how that goes. But it, it definitely sounds like you're getting uh, – the, th the thumbs up you know I I have not I have not taken in I can't tell you Joe the last Louisville game that I came to at the stadium and just came as a fan and watched so you definitely are way closer to it than I am I'm <laughs> I am now one of those pampered media people that just sits up in my golden tower and looks down at everybody <laughs> oh no I hey I, I feel you that's that was one of the things that I was really excited about before uh, everything came together for for wake up 502 and and doing the afternoon show over at, with our friends over at 21, um, you know, I said, I haven't been able to tailgate in over a decade. You know, I've, I've been working these games. I've been media credentialed. I've been covering them. I've been doing pregame or postgame. I'm getting season tickets with my buddy, and I'm going to go be a fan for, for a year. And I might get back to doing it next year. And then you called me and said, hey, man, we, we still do work, though. Yeah. Like, all right, well, we're going to have to – we're going to have to get creative on these noon kickoffs, but we're going to make this canary sing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Got, you know, got, got to. So, I mean, it's, it's the best of both worlds. See, that's the, that's the type of coverage that you get here. We got Guy Smiley on the, on the scene down there at the tailgate. He's going to be giving you, you know, the, he's going to be, be, be my eyes on the ground, going to get great. Uh, production and, and uh, analysis in the studio as well. I feel like we have all our bases covered, Joe. And and, and, I, and the way you paint yeah. the picture, you know, is going to be unlike any other. And so so I, I'm very excited about this. This is our first pregame show of the year. You know, so I, we've got the line about halfway uh, wrapped around around Floyd over by the by the parking lot. So what I'm saying, don't 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 keep in mind, you know, like the days are just showing up five minutes before kickoff and going to your assigned seat are over. Your parking spots are not assigned, so get down here, get out, see the card march, buy some uh, some, some face tats from the uh, cheerleaders and dance team. Maybe go. make a friend and get a cheeseburger, something on the grill. That's what that's my other goal this year, Rock. I'm gonna see how many people I can get to give me free food. <laughs> you know what? I like that. Well, and that's the whole thing. You know, you, you want to go by those tailgates and say, "Hey, what y'all got on the grill?" Because if you ask them, exactly, you know, let them know. Hey, you know, go get, give you a shout out or give your tailgate a shout out on the radio. I'm pretty sure they'll give you a, a rib or a burger, or some eggs or something. <laughs> <laughs> just, a, just a single rib. Yeah, just one. Just rib. one rib. <laughs> just one rib. That's all we need. <laughs> but you know, how I, much for a swallow of beer? Right. <laughs> so I just pour it in my hand. <laughs> I, I, I don't need a cup. I don't need a cup. Just pour it in my hand. <laughs> oh, look! Uh, at that. Tailgating is a potter. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. It's about that time, man. You know what I'm saying it's 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 kegs and eggs on a Saturday morning. And uh, uh, Joe, uh, we just had. Uh, the, the esteemed architect of the main event sports show just uh, join us, Mr. Haven Harrington. Haven, how are you doing this morning, brother? I'm excited. Are you excited? Yes. I don't feel the excitement from you. Dude, how can you not? It's football Saturday. Like, how can you not be excited? Uh, are you excited? Are you afraid? Are you nervous? I, I, I don't know. Like, I felt that that excited felt a little weak. No, I'm very excited about football Saturday. Am I excited about Louisville? No. <laughs> but I'm excited about football in general. Yeah, that's that's fair. We, so so we got so so Joe is is playing Guy Smiley. He's down there at, at the tailgate. 
he, he said he's going to just walk up to miscellaneous people and hopefully some pretty girls and just stick the phone in their face and say he's on the radio and ask them their name and what they think. I love it. <laughs> so Joe has been tasked with the heavy list of lifting this morning of talking to pretty girls and going to tailgates to get free ribs. <laughs> it's, a, it's a hard knock life, gentlemen. <laughs> I do I, I I do this I do this for my friends and for the for the audience. See, you know, uh, uh, this guy. is this is all this is all for you all, man. You know, not 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 for me, not for me. No, what no. is talking to talking to nice 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 people out and tailgating and, and getting free ribs and, and BSing about football. That's all for y'all. Wow. That's all for y'all. I, it's a dirty job, Joe, but someone has to do it. So we we, we definitely. I can be at. I could be at the library reading a book right now, but I'm here for y'all. <laughs> hey, man, uh, what, what percentage of chance you think that Joe would be at the library reading a book right now? Four. <laughs> exactly four percent. <laughs> Very well. That is, that is high. Well said. Well said. Absolutely. Well, Haven, I, you know, I already asked Joe kind of some of his thoughts on, you know, what we saw last week and the absolute um, – breakdown and I and I told Joe that what that game reminded me of I don't know how much you were listening in the car but I said that that Florida State game the way that went down was almost a carbon copy of the Virginia game from last year where Louisville kind of got up got that that big lead and then kind of got complacent and you know all of a sudden you let Brennan Armstrong get comfortable and you allow Virginia to get right back in the game and you lose a game that you definitely should have won. There was a lot only difference between that Virginia game last year and the Florida State game this year is that you didn't have the the, the starting quarterback come out and have the backup kill. Um, but it was so many things that looked like that Virginia game from last year. Kind of just give me your thoughts on what happened last week. Just just you know. How did we get there? I mean, we said this at the beginning. Literally, we had this conversation at the beginning of the season. Literally, at the start of the season, we said, after that debacle in Syracuse, we were like, this is a replay of last year. This is just who Scott Satterfield is. It's just a replay. You lose the first game in an embarrassing fashion. You come back, do well in the second game. And then you have a bunch of close wins. You beat some teams not supposed to be. At the end of the day, you're six and six. You know, I do want to point out that Syracuse is now four and zero on the season. I don't care what they are, Syracuse. <laughs> I, don't, say, I don't care who they are. No, I don't, I don't, no, I'm not. I'm not. Syracuse is going to no. start the season five and zero. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Have they have they played anybody of merit? Uh, and their five wins. No. See, Louisville, UConn, Purdue, and Virginia. Bums, 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 and bums. And they got Wagner next week. Yes, they play bums. They they <laughs> they played bums. That's that. That's that's like your murderous row. That's beating up kids on Sesame Street, taking their lunch money. So Syracuse ends the season Haven with NC State at, uh, at home. They got to go to Clemson. Then they got Notre Dame up there in the dome. They go to Pittsburgh. They got a home game versus Florida State at Wake Forest, and then they end the season at Boston College. Will Syracuse get that sixth win? Of course. I mean. Against Boston College, huh? Boston College is trash. <laughs> I mean, just, just, just straight trash. <laughs> but let, let's, be, okay, let, let's be honest. Okay. Let's be completely honest here. Yes, sir. 
completely honest, okay, this isn't exactly the old Big East where we're running through where you had like literally like really, really good teams at every level, right? Yes. Well, South Florida is actually really good. Back when you had Brian Leftwich and those guys, right? Yes. Back when you had Steve yeah. Slayton and, and, and those guys. Yeah, at, Brian Leftwich was actually a marshal. He was a marshal. Not Brian. What was the uh, – I, I, know who the you're talking about. I, I know who you're talking about. I can't I can't think of his name. I was yes. trying, are you talking about the quarterback from South Florida? Yes. Wasn't it like JT Daniels? I was Daniels? trying to think it of that guy. JT Daniels. It was something No, Daniels. it wasn't JT Daniels. The, the, the white dude with the mohawk. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I when him South too. Florida crashed the top 15 uh, in 2007 when Crackthorpe was here, and like UConn was in the top 20, and I was trying to figure out, if, are they actually any damn good? Yeah. Or does every conference get like, or does every conference get grandfathered a certain amount of, of teams that have to be ranked? And then since Louisville's in the crapper and Cincinnati wasn't very good that year, is South Florida and Connecticut and Rutgers simply eating off that? I the answer was yes. Guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. The quarterback that, in that, South that, Florida in 07, I can't remember. They had that black quarterback, and I swear his name, last name was Daniels. I, I cannot remember that they were they – were, but South Florida did have several years where they were – Yeah, that's some years where they were good. really good, right? Yeah. Yeah, back well, in the they, they had George Selvey and uh, – they had George oh, Selvey yeah. and JPP on the, George, on the edge hey, rush. George Selvey was a monster. And so it's JPP, right? Good call, Joe. See, bring, bring him back the good old man. I know, right? Then they had Rutgers, so it was really good to watch chopping wood hey, and all that good stuff. Hey, seriously. Seriously, when you go back and look at that that old Big East, I know people like to laugh at it, but when you look at some of the stud NFL talent that came out of it, I mean, Cincinnati had had some damn good players that came out. Louisville put some damn good players out. Syracuse uh, had a couple. No, nah, Syracuse didn't. I'm wrong there. Uh, but but <laughs> South Florida, you know, was was turning them out. Rutgers had had Ray Rice. I mean, there was some there was some talent. And and the craziest part to me is it. it the NFL talent typically came from the defensive side of the ball in the Big East. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but, but like I said, like, but but these were but the teams we're talking about: your Wake Forests, your NC States, or Syracuse. I mean, these are teams that have Cardinal fans of old would have laughed at and be like, "Yeah, I'm about to murder these fools real quick and be done by halftime." Let's go. And here we are. Fast forward. This is a team now that we had to talk about the murderer's row. Now put that in quotation marks. The murderer's row of, oh, my God, the back half of the season. We have Wake Forest and NC State. <laughs> and both it was Matt Grothy, right y'all. That's it, Matt Grothy, Matt yes. Matt Grothy. Very nice, Joe. Yes, yes. Oh, I remember Matt Hey, Grothy. hey, shout out, shout out to my man, Booch. He's working behind the scenes for us. Uh, he's our stat guy. Stat he, boy. Uh, he, he went on and did the – he went on and did the Googles for us. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> so, all right, fellas. Coming at, we're coming at y'all from all angles, man, from parking lots, from studios. You know, we got you covered. I love it. I love it. So, so hey, check it out, fellas. We, we, we are about to go ahead and hit up this first break of the day. Joe, I, I, I know that, that, that you out, the, out there got the uh, – the on the field reporting, so uh, and on the scene reporting. So I don't know if you want to hang on and, and walk around, or if you want to, you know, go, go scope it out and check us uh, check us out. Like, are you gonna hang on the line with us, or what? What, what you gonna do? Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna hang on the line and put y'all on mute though, so that I don't walk up on any random f bombs or craziness. <laughs> 
Okay. And then I'll uh, I'll let you know if uh, if I got somebody who wants to hop on and shut up your tailgate. Very nice, very nice. Well then, hey, when we get back here on Wake Up 502 96.1 FM Big X Sports Radio, we're gonna go. We're gonna start looking ahead and talking about this matchup and just how big a hill. Scott Satterfield has to climb if he's going to get Louisville back to any sort of semblance of a successful season. But uh, we'll be right back here. Big X Sports Radio, 96.1. Collab creations, bump like agony, no doubt. I put it down, never slouch. As long as my credit can vouch, a dog couldn't catch me. Tell me who could stop with Dre making moves, attracting honeys like a magnet, giving them orgasms with my mellow accent. Still moving this flavor with the homies Black Street and Teddy, the original rough shakers. Shutting it down, good Welcome back. Welcome back to Wake Up 502. It's going down here on a beautiful Saturday morning here in the Ville. Getting you ready for U of L, USF, uh, in in a uh, basically all the marbles type game. So you know, I, I think that at this point uh, we're putting up and shut up. Of course, I have Haven Harrington here in studio with me. We have Joe Kelly. He has us on mute right now. Uh, he's got uh, walking around the tailgate trying to find some folks for us to talk to, <clears throat> maybe give some thoughts, uh, tell us what's on the grill. Um, and, and all types of good things like that. So Joe could pop in <laughs> at any time. So uh, definitely. Have hey, uh, popping in right now. Yes, I'm sir. popping in right now to report. We have uh, we've had a buddy of ours. He's over here tailgating, and he is throwing literal logs of sausage on a griddle. The man is a maniac. He's not even taking the time to slice it up. Just just log of sausage. Really? And I, I've never been prouder of a friend right now, to be honest with you. <laughs> Very nice. Just absolute log of sausage. That's a little scary. I don't know. Two logs of sausage. Two logs of sausage is a statement. One. One is just like, hey, we got we got some food. Two. Two is letting people know that that you know we're about that life. <laughs> I'm a little intimidated by that, Joe. <laughs> oh, there's oh, there's two more. There's two more guys. So, oh, wow. Yeah, Charlie Mahoney's uh, tailgate is, is going right. There it is. So shout out to Charlie Mahoney's tailgate. It's, it's happening. You know what? I love it. I love the energy. That's the one thing, man, is that you cannot allow the Satterfield Blues to keep you from having. We only got so many Saturday tailgates, Joe. We only got so many times we can get out with friends and have a good time. So we cannot let the Satterfield Blues get us down. You know what I'm saying? Just tell uh, Flanders, don't tread on me. Like I said last week, Satterfield is a thief of joy. Uh, <laughs> we can't do anything about the product on the field, but you will not ruin my good time with my friends drinking beer and eating logs of sausage in a parking lot. <laughs> I'm we were of... doing this and, saying, and screaming go-cards before you got here. We'll be here afterwards, Bad Flanders. Absolutely. Absolutely. Don't mess with the tailgate, man. That's like, well, We only got so many times we can do this. The weather is absolutely perfect. It's not too hot. Nice little cool, chill breeze in the air. I can just envision the kids out throwing the football in the parking lot. Like, 
this is what it's about, man. It's just the getting together, the having the fun. Louisville Athletics is about to be about. It's supposed to be about fun, family, food, friendship, all the F's. But I appreciate that. Now, now, Haven, let me ask you, brother. So, we're going into this day, and 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 by the way, not only are, are you are we your uh, home for the pregame situation uh, today. But we will also be the home for your post-game destination out of 21st in Germantown, 1481 South Shelby, uh, South Shelby Street. Well, I don't know why that was like a tongue twister. 1481 South Shelby Street. We will be out there, 21st in Germantown, coming to you live. 4 o'clock this afternoon. We'll be there 4 to 6 p.m. We'll be talking about all the good things or not so good things that happened during the game. You can come out there, meet us, shake hands. We'll put you on the air. Um, you know, we're going to talk about everything that we see out there on the field. Um, you can come out, enjoy some food. And then there's also going to be a great comedy show going on tonight as well. Um, so, uh, you know, make sure you come out and, and be a part of that. Um, but it looks like, Haven, we may actually have a, uh, a, a guest calling in. So I'm going to go ahead and work the high wire act, and I'm going to let this caller just come straight in on the line. Uh, caller, uh, you are on the line. Your name, your comment, please. Man, you know what it is. It was one and only Jay Harris, sir. How you doing, sir? What's going on, Jay? How you doing this morning, brother? Man, the hardest working man on the radio. That's you, Rashawn Mars. No, no. Hey, hey, I'm just trying to be like you. I'm trying to catch up. <laughs> so you're going to be covering the game today against the University of Louisville and South Florida Rose into uh, uh, Cardinal Stadium at noon. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. I, I got Louisville losing. Oh, really? You think Louisville's going down today to South Florida? Yes, sir. Ooh. Hey, I tell you what, Like, I, I'm the more I've learned about this team this week, Jay, the more nervous I'm getting. I don't know if I'm tripping, you know, but I, it sounds like you already think that that, that that might be the way it's going. It has to, man. It's time for that coach to uh, pack his bags and go. Malik did that, what, five years, six years now? This is his sixth, sixth year at Louisville. And you, you haven't shown no progress. You haven't really, you know, maximized and learned what you, you've done in your career. I mean, you should be way better what you are. Now, I'll agree with that. I, I will definitely agree with that, that, that Malik definitely, for a guy who's been here six years, the fact that you still can't read but your first and second receiver before <laughs> you're having to get out and run after six years, that, yeah, yeah, I got to agree with you there, Jay. Hey, Mars, I got to ask you a quick question. I'm going to let you go. So, I mean, so you're doing, you're doing a radio show. Yes, sir. You're covering the game this afternoon. Yes, sir. Then you're coming back this evening to do a podcast. Yes, wow. Sir. Yes, sir. Hey. And then karaoke. Stephen L. Smith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I'm putting in the work today, Jay. And like Haven said, and karaoke after that. You know what I'm saying? And karaoke after that. <laughs> 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 so people really know what Rashawn Mars really do behind the scenes. Hey, I, they have no idea. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I tell you what, you're going to have more fun with this sports show than any other sports show in the city. You come out soon. That's true. Like I, I learned that, from that's the correct, best. sir. I learned from the best. I learned from Jay Has because Jay Has always keeps me in some foolishness. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, foolishness. Okay, I, I got you. <laughs> I, I but listen, man. Number, I just, I just want to say, man. Number one sports show always, man. Ninety six one. You got to tune and join it every Saturday from nine to eleven. I appreciate it, Jay. Man, I, I will definitely be getting with you a little bit later on this afternoon, brother. Yes, sir. Have a good, have a good one. Thank you. You too. There we go. Jay checking in. I see, 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 people are, I would say people are excited, but Jay is just like pretty much like, yeah, South Florida's going to win today. 
Haven, what would that mean? If, I, you know, I, I, I want to get into it, and I'm going to ask you this. Well, first of all, I'm going to set it up because it's very interesting that, that Jay said that. Um, but one of the things that I really haven't heard about this week and, and a couple of stats that I found very interesting, um, Louisville's in a situation now. Uh, starting with today's game versus South Florida, where they should, of course, they are favored today. They are about, a, I believe, a 14-and-a-half-point favorite right now. I haven't checked the, the line this morning um, uh, on the game, but I, I know that they were about a 14-point favorite. Let's, let's go ahead. We're going to look at this live. I believe they still are like a 14-and-a-half-point favorite now. Let's see. So as of this morning, according to Caesar Sportsbook here on ESPN, Dot com. Louisville is showing as a, yes, a 14-and-a-half-point favorite today. Um, so, you know, with, with Louisville being a, a more than two-touchdown favorite, this starts a stretch of three games where the University of Louisville is uh, likely going to be favored uh, or at least a pick em to win these next three games. They have home versus South Florida. Uh, then they go on the road to Boston College up there um, at, at, uh, at Chestnut Hill. Chestnut Hill. Uh, and then they go to Virginia and Charlottesville, uh, two teams that have not looked good at all. They they definitely have looked like the Boston team. College lost to Rutgers. Yeah, like like Boston Need we College say more? And, and Virginia probably looked like the worst two games. Even though Virginia did give Syracuse all they wanted, Virginia played Syracuse to a two point game, unlike Louisville, who just <laughs> rolled over. Yeah, they just got destroyed. So that that game even looks more ominous. Um, but th- these next three games, it's been said that, you know, pretty much Satterfield is coaching in, in, in my opinion. I won't say in everybody's opinion, but in my opinion, Satterfield's coaching for his job over the next three games because if you lose any of these next three, you know, quote-unquote gimme games, I don't think there's a path to six wins without getting all three of these games. You know, after you start one and two. And the th- interesting thing that I found out this week, Haven, Two stats for you, brother, and then you can tell me what you think about those. Two stats. Since Scott Satterfield has been here, he's only had one three-game win streak as the Louisville head coach. Okay? And that three-game win streak came last year when he beat in succession Eastern Kentucky, who was, of course, an FCS team. Not an FBS team. They beat Eastern Kentucky, Central Florida, and one at Florida State. That's the only time since he's been the Louisville coach where he's won three games in a row. And as I stated, one of those teams was a Division II slash FCS team. Scott Satterfield has never beaten three straight FBS teams, you know, or formerly known as Division I teams. He's never done it as the Louisville coach. Okay, that's factor number one. So he would have to do something he's never done. On top of that, two of these games upcoming, as we talked about, are on the road at Chestnut Hill and at Charlottesville versus um, Boston College in Virginia. Scott Satterfield, as the Louisville head coach, has never, I repeat Haven, never won two straight road games as the Louisville head coach. It's never happened. Not only would he have to win two straight road games, he would have to win three straight road games to be able to achieve what people say he has to do to continue to have an opportunity at a six-win season and a bowl game. So what I'm saying is the mountain that he has to climb 
is almost doubly difficult because he has to do two things that he's never done as a Louisville head coach. What do you think about that? All things are possible. He, he can do it. I mean, it's Boston College, Virginia, and, and Bum City. I mean, you, you have to be UCF. You're a 14-point favorite. You have to win this game, and you have to win it looking I'm just not. I'm not going to say impressive, you know. But but you had to have a, a comfortable margin of victory in this game, right? Boston College are bums. You should be able to beat them. And Virginia looks very Virginia-y. I mean, they, they look like lackluster. Like you should be able to to take out those guys. I mean, he should be able to do. I mean, this is the first. This is also the first year where he won. Um, I believe it's the first year where he was like down at halftime. Actually, won a game. Oh, you're talking about the Central Florida game? Yeah. So this is the first year he's been down at halftime and actually came back to win. So, you know, he's, he's, he's breaking trends. But he's going to have to break, like, a whole lot of trends to wind up 4-2. Because you are right. I mean, if he's not 4-2 coming up the first six games, the second six is infinitely more difficult. Yeah, because, I mean, you have a James Madison game, which, you know – People are now saying that James Madison may actually be able to give Louisville a game. People are going to be watching the James Madison App State game today as kind of a barometer for how good James Madison can be because, of course, we know App State beat Texas A&M and almost beat North Carolina. Probably should have beat North Carolina. Um, so, you know, people are saying if JMU, who I think is undefeated right now, if they're able to go out there and, and beat App, you know, then that's another game that's not looking like a gimme. So, yeah, if you don't get to 4-2 and two out of this out of this group, you already have to do some heavy lifting by be- beating one of five ranked teams left on your schedule, but then you also have to beat, you know, James Madison as well. Yeah, because we're not beating Kentucky, so that's a guaranteed loss. I'm, I'm going to call it right now. I don't care how many injuries Kentucky has. They're going to wear us out in Kroger Field this year. It, it is what it is. Um, Clemson, you know, Clemson, it's not the same Clemson though. The defense is pretty good. The offense is suspect, but – I, I think they'll have enough to, to beat us. NC State will probably beat us. Wake Forest will probably beat us again. Pitt, uh, they're not as good as last year's Pitt team, but they're probably better than us. So, I mean, there you go. Absolutely. Uh, oh, and, and by the way, and I have, I'm, I am remiss because I have not mentioned it, but – 502-414-1450, the Thornton's text line. Of course, you. I want you guys to text in your predictions, your thoughts on anything you hear today. Uh, 502-384-1450 is the uh, Wake Up 502 buzz line. You, of course, heard Jake give a call in, so love to hear your thoughts as well. Um, but we do actually have a text in to the Thornton's text line, Haven. Um, texter says, my prediction, Louisville 17-14. Louisville wins on a last-second field goal. So he thinks Louisville gets it done today um, over USF uh, in, in a field goal victory. So there we go. We got one prediction logged in. I'd love to hear you guys' predictions next as well. Um, but Haven, all I'm gonna say is you, you got you know you, I know you say that you got to win. You got to win. It's only you know USF. It's only Boston College. It's only Virginia. I just want to remind you that last week Louisville lost to Tate Rotomaker. Tate. What? Rotomaker. I mean, and that's what, and that's so depressing. Like, and, and this is something we talked about in the break. This Louisville team has, and and our esteemed opinions has as much talent, or even more talent, than 
a Every, number of the teams that are playing right now. Absolutely. Oh, I, I feel like Louisville ha- has had more talent than all three of the teams they've played so far this year. And we, and, we, and we still can't get it done. And you've lost two of those three games. I feel like they were more talented than Syracuse. They had more talent than Syracuse. I feel like they had more talent than definitely UCF. And I feel like they had more talent than Florida State. Like Florida State had some individual guys that were just kind of like dudes. Um, especially Wilson at wide receiver and a couple of those defensive players. But they lost their best defensive player in the first half, and Jordan Travis was down before halftime. At that point, Louisville definitely was the more more talented team, and you allowed the lesser talented team to come back from 14 points down and win that game. Talent's not the issue. It's coaching. It's coaching. And, and, and the one thing that I, I have started to, and I, and I kind of touched on it last week, that the thing that has now settled into my spirit, I'm not saying that Scott Satterfield, Scott Satterfield could definitely go out here, win these next three games, get back to four and two, and have a, ch- a snowball's chance of getting the six wins if he can figure out a way to just remember that Wake Forest sucks <laughs> and you get that win and you beat James Madison and just kind of backdoor your way to six wins again. I think it's a, it's a, it is clearly possible that that could happen. But I'm going to tell you what, Haven, and I hate to be this way, but I'm going to be honest. I feel like there's a cap of what Scott Satterfield is going to give you as a Louisville coach. He is a six to seven, maybe on a good year, eight win coach at Louisville in the ACC. But isn't this what we said two years ago? Oh, we be, yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is literally what we said two years ago. Absolutely. When we were like, Scott is going to be a six, seven win guy with an occasional eight to nine wins, and that's him. I mean, Scott, honestly, Scott would be like the perfect coach for, for like Wake Forest yeah. or NC State because like those are those are those schools' expectations. Get us to a bowl game, we're Gucci. Yeah. But that's not Louisville's expectations. No, not at all. I mean, and, and that's that's the whole point. Like, Louisville is a team that, you know, everybody expected when Louisville joined the ACC, Louisville would be no worse than the third best team in the league. They said basically it was going to be Clemson, Florida State, Louisville. And for the first several years it was. And then <laughs> now Bobby cratered the, the, the season – you know, in, in, in his 2.0 third season, fourth season, um, you know, and then Satterfield comes out and has the, the you know, the, the resurrection season in 2019, but then since then he's lost every 50-50 game. Because, see, this is the thing. When you start losing a bunch of 50-50 games, that, to me, Haven, is the, the biggest indicator of coaching issues. Because when you consistently lose close games, like I started looking at it. You know his record? His his road record in the conference since since being here. What's that? Four and ten in conference. Four and ten. He only has four wins on the road in conference since he joined the team, and that's including the eight and five season. Like I said, the fact that he's never won three straight games versus power five opponents, or at least division one opponents, not even power five. He's never won three straight games against Division I teams at Louisville. 
Like some of the, the and never won back to back road games. Like I don't even know which stat is more shocking. Like in your opinion, which is more shocking? The fact that he's never won back to back road games as the coach at Louisville, or the fact that he's never had three straight wins versus Division One teams? Three straight wins. That's crazy, isn't it? It's. <laughs> I mean, that's pathetic. So, 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 so here's the thing. When he, when he, it is pathetic. Okay, it, it, it is what it is. When you can't put three straight wins against Division One teams, and when like and like we said at, at the beginning of pro, at, at the beginning of the, of the broadcast, like this is not the old Big East, where it's literally like right super talented team after super talented team after well coached team after well coached team. The Big East was better than the ACC. A lot better than yeah. ACC. I mean, like. <laughs> Head and shoulders above, and then we had some ACC teams in there, and they were better then yeah. than they are now. But you know, it's, it's just inexcusable, and you can't say I don't have the talent. You've been here four years; these are all your guys, right? Mm-hmm. These are all your guys you brought in the system. These are all the guys that you developed in your system. But like something we pointed out a couple weeks ago, name me one player, callers, texters, name me one player that has no. Yeah, one. I'll make it easy. Name me one player that you think has gotten demonstrably better since they've been here. I'll wait. Yeah. I mean, Malik Cunningham has been in the program for six years. And it's the same dude we saw. He get past his second read. Yeah, and it's the same the dude we saw when he first got here. Same dude. Monty Montgomery. Between last year and this year, productions has gone down. He's worse. Mark yeah. Montgomery used to be an absolute missile on special teams when he first got to Louisville. He was a special team standout when he moved into the lineup. Uh, he absolutely was a monster, flying off the edge, making tackles in the backfield. And if he was coming, you knew you was hit. Monty Montgomery is worse now after three years of coaching than he was when he got here. He's actually regressed. Like, Yasir Abdullah is probably the only guy that I feel like has gotten better. Like, I feel like Yasir Abdullah, his production has gotten better. He's gotten – and he's been good this year as far as getting off the edge. But, like, outside of Abdullah, I can't tell you another guy that I feel like has been demonstrably better. Like, Yaya Diaby has always been a guy who's had a lot of expectation, a lot of hype, but never really met it. Trevor Reed was a guy who's been on the freaks list. Um, for all these great things that, that, you know, he could do as far as athletically at a man his size, um, he's still kind of the same dude, kind of inconsistent, okay, but not great. Um, you know, at, at the skill position players, like we talked about Malik, Malik still can't get – he can get to one read, maybe two, but if you're not in the top two on on the passing tree for any given play, you're just not going to even get targeted. I think that's one of the big reasons that Marshawn Ford's been forgotten about. The only time Louisville passes the ball to Marshawn Ford is if he is the number one option because any option where Marshawn is the outlet guy, the third guy, the fourth guy in the passing tree, he will never see the ball because Malik is never going to look your way. Isaac Martin was wide open in the end zone uh, during uh, one of those plays in the red zone. Malik didn't see him. You know why? Because Malik looks one guy, maybe two, and sometimes it's one guy and run before he's getting out of there. Hold up. Marshawn Ford is, is he's on a team still? I mean, it's ridiculous. Like, you have a six-year quarterback and he still can't read a damn defense and get through a progression of three or four guys six years? 
It's crazy. That's ridiculous. I'm sorry. Like, especially because Satterfield's supposed to be like a quarterback whisperer, guru, guy. And this is the product you have from your quarterback. And that's not to hate on Malik. Malik is a very talented player. He's very gifted with his legs. He's a very good dual-threat guy. He carried Louisville's offense against Florida State for the lion's share of that game. But the fact that he still has – he's still – like you said, he's still the same guy. He's still making the same wild plays in 2019 that he, was, that he is in 2022. But that's all he is. Like the substance of being, becoming a better passer and being a more calm – calculated guy who can, you know, call an audible and, and, and you know, get the guys to open, be able to see where the cornerbacks or the, or the safeties are cheating and knowing that you have a guy, you know, opposite side, so you look him off and then throw that way. I've never seen that play from him. Looking off a of safety? Are you serious? Six years, Haven. Six. That's I, – I, I'm sorry. Like, I, I'm not trying to be harsh, but that's terrible. Uh, got another texter into the text line. Um, uh, texter says, uh, he says, hoping for a win today, uh, but won't be surprised if it doesn't happen. Optimist here, but my expectations are pretty low. That was from our, our buddy Didi. De- De- First of all, Didi, appreciate you listening. Thank you so much. He's definitely a day one. Uh, and, and, yeah, I, I agree with you, uh, Didi. Uh, it, if you can't go in confident against a, a, U, a USF team that's been down this long year at home, I think that's indicative of where the program is, but definitely. I mean, you, like I, I've said since the beginning, I don't want Louisville to lose. I want to see my team win because my Saturday is a lot better when my team wins. And I can actually enjoy myself and have one, uh, have fun watching the rest of college football. Um, but, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I just, you know what? I honestly think that Louisville will win this game. And I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if they won this game comfortably, Right. If they come back and win this game comfortably. That Florida game, them almost beating Florida last week just gives me pause to think that Louisville's is going to win anything going away. I mean. I mean, at least once a year since Scott's been here, they've had like one, maybe possibly two games. Yeah, kind of like the Duke game yeah, last well, year. Where everything clicks and, and they run the score and they look like world beaters before the next game is and look like, oh, okay, they're back. So ah, we suck again. <laughs> yes, pretty much. So, so there will be that one game that, that they'll look really good. And Vegas has about fourteen. I tend to trust Vegas because they're, they're they're pretty good at this. Yeah. So I, I think Louisville will win comfortably, but it still won't give you any hope for the rest of the season. Ooh, that's rough. I uh, got another texter in. Uh, it says, "Good morning, wake up five o two, main event, the culture. This is Dre." If Louisville loses today, I hope Josh walks up to Satterfield, look him in the eye, sound like Vince McMahon, and say, you're fired. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, like poor uh, Herm, uh, Herm Edwards, the the the, the AD guy, you know, just walked out on the field and was basically like, yeah. You got to go. <laughs> you got to go, man. I ain't going to let you get back to the – I, you know you can't you can't get back to the huddle. You can't get back to the locker room. I'm just letting you know now. We're taking you past right now. That's, All your credentials. Like I don't know what happened down there at Arizona State. Like they had, they said that they, it was so bad down there. He had staff members like leaking plays and strategies to other teams just so he would lose. Like how does it get that bad? Uh, uh, like that's crazy. It is. But Herm Edwards is the dude that gets fired, but you got staff members leaking stuff? Like, 
Man, you know, there's been so many shenanigans going on in the sports world. <laughs> like, okay, case in point. I'm about to bring this up. I'm going to have to take a, 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 a quick road trip away from Louisville football well, down in Mississippi. Hold, hold, save that thought. That is a good <laughs> teaser because we are coming up against the top of the hour. So I don't want to go over the top of the hour. So you can tease that with what's going on. And uh, we'll get to that on the other side. But before we get there, first of all, I just want to let everybody know, uh, if you're out there you're trying to uh, uh, buy a home and you need to uh, secure a loan to get, get that taken care of and you need some uh, opinions or, or thoughts or help getting that that loan secured, make sure you check out Broker House Lending, Closing Loans, Opening Homes, Sheena S. Beckham, Loan Officer. Give her a call, 502-220-7678. Again, that's Sheena S. Beckham, Loan Officer, Broker House Lending. Check my girl out. She's got she's got it for you. I also want to give a big shout-out to Garden Girl Foods, Whitney Powers, owner. Check her out. She's doing a lot of great things, cannery and local novelties. Uh, Whitney Powers, 502-384-1600, 501 West Oak Street here in Louisville, Kentucky. A couple of our great local folks. I always love to give shout-outs. I always say I help my friends out. Um, you know, if, if you want to be a friend, a Wake Up 502. Uh, do not hesitate to reach out um, to, to myself, um, and, and we can get you on here as well so we can help that out. And one more big shout-out, of course, to our good folks at 21st and Germantown, 1481 South Shelby Street. We will be there this afternoon for game day 502. Um, so I cannot wait for that, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. tonight. Make sure you come out and check us out of, uh, at 21st in Germantown. Hey, fun, folks, we got one hour in the books. Got one hour left, more pregame nonsense, Haven's teaser, and, and a whole lot, lot more. I know we'll get Joe Kelly back on the line as well. But you're listening to Wake Up 502, Big X Sports Radio. Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM on a beautiful, clear sky, brisk Saturday morning here in the Ville. Counting you down to Louisville versus South Florida. Um, if you want to give us a call, somebody somebody sent a text to me. Y'all said, you read the the, the numbers too fast for the, 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 the call in and text line. I'm like, my bad. So, okay, I'm, I'm going to read it real slow for y'all just to make sure everybody gets it, just in case you want to get in there for the Thornton's text line. 502-414-1450-1450. So if you want to give us a text in, that's the best way to get us. If you want to give us a call, um, of course, you can check us out on the Wake Up 502 buzz line. That number is 
1450. So 502-384-1450. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to, to, to hear your thoughts on everything going on with Louisville football. Get your predictions in. And speaking of predictions, uh, I, I know folks are already asking or wondering, yes, Leanne Herring will be calling in to give us our her picks uh, to end off the show as she has uh, the first couple weeks of, of the football season. Uh, we will have Leanne back giving her thoughts, giving her predictions. Um, uh, so uh, that, that will be coming up in the final uh, half hour of the show as well. Uh, but hold on, hold on. Say that again. Hold if on. you miss her picks, you can go to wakeup502.com. There you go. And they're right there in the blog section. There it is. There it is. So make sure you check that out. Leanne uh, does a whole lot of work getting into the, the spreads and breaking down those, uh, you know, the, breaking down all the games and all the, the goodies going on with college football. So if you uh, want to put a shekel or two down, I feel like that's something that you want to do. She called the outright win over with uh, App State uh, beating Texas A&M a couple weeks ago. So if, if you got on that one, you made money. There you go. I will just say that. So – you should definitely check that out. Uh, but, Haven, I know you were were teasing uh, something before we went to break. You said you wanted to uh, kind of discuss before we get back into this Louisville Cardinal football. So, Yeah, man. The floor is yours, sir. We would be uh, remiss if we did not take one of our former foes, Southern Mississippi, and just drag them through the coals real quick and one Brett Favre. I always like to say something about Mary, Brett Favre. <laughs> this dude. You know what? It just amazes me, like the hypocrisy in, in, in sports talk radio and sports media, right? How we get these beloved figures, these our beloved sports heroes, and when they do something like overly egregious, not just like a little egregious, like overly egregious, and don't take no task for it. Like, remember Mike Vick got, got in trouble for dog fighting and he wasn't even home. Like, it was like his boys, like a little dog fighting ring, right? Yes. And they took Mike Vick to task. He went to jail. He went to jail for two years. His career was pretty much over when he got back. He was not the same Mike Vick, right? Yeah. And he was berated on ESPN and the Fuller Network and all those sports shows. Went in on how horrible a person Mike Vick was. How horrible. Horrible. But yet you have Brett Favre basically stealing millions of dollars. From the poorest Mississippians. And Mississippi is like already like the poorest state in the nation. And you have a dude there trying to quote unquote raise money, taking money out of the, 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 the that was gonna go to welfare and you know and to feed like the poor families, divert a couple million dollars from that project to build a volleyball stadium or new arena at his own model, Southern Miss, where he was paid a couple million dollars in quote-unquote speaking fees, that he never spoke. Horrible. $5 million in total. Horrible. How could this man not be dragged over the coals? Because we like him, Haven. No. He's got that rugged chin, that country boy smile. I don't care. He's a common thief. He really is. Stole $5 million. Five million dollars. It's not the first time that he's been no, you know, caught doing some very ridiculous shenanigans, shadiness. Oh yeah. No, this this man should be dragged over the coals. 
And I'm about to drag him. Let's, let's drag him real quick. He should be in jail. If Vic could do two years for dogfighting, I think we're stealing five million dollars from the poorest folks from the poorest state. Mm-hmm. Now, at least about five, six years. Yeah, I mean, it's just like those people with Ponzi schemes and and and, and everything else. You know, Enron and all the rest of those folks are stealing money from, you know, less fortunate folks. I mean, that that's the worst. It's like sometimes if you're stealing money from like an oil company or something, that's that's one thing. But like defrauding insurance and and or you know. That type stuff. That's like literally the worst. Yeah, the and, worst. and you're stealing it from literally the poorest citizens of your state. Yeah. And this is Mississippi. Yeah. So you definitely got some folks that with dirt floors and no plumbing. Yeah. No, absolutely. No, I I mean the 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 the, the double standard that exists, you know, that for whatever reason, you know, like 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 I saw in tw- on Twitter. <laughs> Colin Kaepernick was vilified to no end and had to and and, and still had to is vilified to be called out by the president and everything else because he took a knee to demonstrate you know and, and protest against police brutality against African Americans. He gets vilified to no end, but this man is literally stealing money from like poor people, homeless people, like folk, people that are in horrible situations and nothing. Crickets. One guy gets blackballed from, from the NFL for life. Yeah. This guy gets crickets. Texter says, why isn't Brett Favre in jail? He should be in jail. Well, I don't know why. He has the complexion for the protection. Well, and apparently, like, like Brett Favre is not only one. Like, he's only a tip of the iceberg. Apparently, there's a lot of people that got Yes. I, actually, they, they've arrested a couple of state senators already. Why has so, Brett Favre been arrested? I I, what's the perp walk? The man should be in a T-shirt and handcuffs, perped walk. Behaving, he looks good in his Wranglers commercial, throwing a slow-motion football. Hey, you know what? He could throw slow-motion football, just, just like in uh, the – oh, my, my mind just went blank. The little prison movie there with Adam Sandler. Oh, um, 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 The Longest Yard? Yeah, The Longest Yard. <laughs> he, can, he can win the, 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 the state penal – That's right. He can. He'd be good at that, right? <laughs> and I'm going to remake The Longest Yard, the bad one, not the original one where James Conn was actually really good in the 70s. No, they're a bad remake. Yes. With Adam Sandler. <laughs> Burt Reynolds. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, no, I mean, I, I totally agree with you. Like, I, I don't understand. Like, it, it's it's uh, the news cycle is always just very interesting to me because we want to hurry up and get and, and bury the Brett Favre story so we can now focus on uh, Ime Udoka. <laughs> for you know having some relations with somebody there. He had an affair with the with the staffer. No, okay, now you know what? The, the, this what burns about that story, right? Yes. Uh, uh, more sports hypocrisy. The, you would not get that same hypocrisy here on Wake Up Five Hundred Two. Absolutely. Not. I, I just want people to know that. No, I'm no. gonna give it to you straight. Give it to you raw. Like like old dirty says. Oh baby, I like it raw. That's how we give our news here, Absolutely. right? That's how we do it. So this guy, I understand he had an affair, right? And then that, and he had an affair with the staffer. So that, that goes against a lot of a lot of companies have you know have fraternization rules. Yes, a lot of times it comes with, with being terminated, things of that nature. So I, I, I get that, right? I, I, I get the scrutiny, but at the same time, man gets a four year suspension when you have guys like Robert Kraft, owner of your great Patriots. 
flies down to get happy endings at his favorite massage parlor in Florida, Crickets. Right. Robert Sarver, the uh, owner of the Phoenix Suns. Yes, has, he has to sell his team. Finally has to sell his team. Yes. Like, as at first, they, they said that he was just going to be suspended for a year, but he was going to be able to keep the team. But public and social pressure um, has basically forced Sarver to start looking to sell both the Phoenix Suns and, and Phoenix Mercury. But the in, in, NBA was not going to make him sell his team. No, they weren't. It was literally all public pressure. It was all public pressure, but they still make a billion dollars off of it. So oh, no, no. But, but the, point, the point being is that, the you know, they decide, they try to pick and choose when they want morality to be worth something and when they don't. But my issue with the whole M.A. Udoka thing was the young lady that they tried to uh, um, tried to plaster her picture all over the Internet of him, you know, because she was the only quote-unquote staffer or someone on the coaching support system that they could find, only female they could find in the organization. They plastered this woman's picture all over the Internet, and she's not even the woman that he had the relationship with. But we jumped to plastering this woman's picture everywhere because we said, well, surely it's got to be her. But they didn't say it had to be someone on the coaching, on the specific coaching. You know, it could be anyone within the organization. There's a lot of people in the organization besides who's on the coaching staff, coaching support staff. You know what I mean? Like it's a very, very big organization. But they put this woman's picture everywhere and now she's been vilified and, and and her face was in the news cycle for two or three days and she didn't have anything to do with it but this is the things that we want to focus on <laughs> but you know you have Sarver out here doing what he's doing all type making all types of ridiculous comments to females within the organization and unwanted advances and you got Brett Favre out here stealing millions of dollars what's the difference between M.A. Udoka this lady with the Celtics Sarver and Brett Favre hmm I don't know what 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 could it be? They 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 light 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 skinned it, super light skinned it, super light skinned it. Don't get more light skinned than that. Got the got the complexion for the protection, baby, as they used to say back in the day. <laughs> I like that, but no, like seriously, like but that's that that is that is exactly the type of stuff that we continue to to put a highlight on and focus on because I don't give a damn what anybody else does or doesn't want to cover. And, and everybody wants to say, oh, what is and ain't a big deal. With Main Event Sports Show, Wake Up 502, and anything that, that we ever do, we're never going to let you forget about it, and we're never going to stop talking about it. Because that racial inequality and, and that type of mess right there that I almost said a curse word, but I didn't, are the things that infuriate me so. But like I always say, like I don't know how many times we have to have this exact same example over and over and over and over again. So, you know what, Sarver? You should have to sell your team for what you're doing. You're a crappy individual. Brett Favre, you should be in handcuffs. Perp walked. Pretty much. Like I don't care, you know – how how you know your rugged cowboy good looks or the, the 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 Mississippi small town boy who pulled yourself up from your bootstraps and all the rest of that I don't care. Like it's unacceptable. I'll actually be very interested because of course um, Leanne covers all things Ole Miss. You know just because she's kind of down there and has the pulse of that locally i i will love to when we get leanne herring on here uh in the next segment i'm actually uh think that uh, i'm gonna ask her just what it looks like what's the temperature of the room in mississippi 
about that whole thing. Because it's one thing to have that, uh, you know, that outrage or at least in some areas outrage about the situation. But I'd love to know what the people there locally are thinking. And I just want to know who's the basketball player that snitched on on his coach because he didn't like him. (laughs) Because, like, like that's how this whole thing got out by him having an affair. It's one of the players uh, snitched on him. Well, I mean, and like, and, and don't get me wrong, like, like, Ma is wrong because from what they said, like, he apparently made some off the cuff comments to another staffer, and that kind of, like, that whole commentary and them not necessarily liking what he said, kind of started that whole inquiry into some of the stuff that that had been going on that had kind of been hearsay commentary. Um, so that that had something to do with it, uh, but. At the end of the day, a first of all, that is a internal organizational matter. It should have never been put out there. I agree with Stephen A. Smith on that. For that, if it doesn't have to do with the sport, if it doesn't have to do with the game, if it doesn't have to do with the day to day with the team, the Celtics organization should have never let that out. But you know what? You know, two organizations or three organizations that all seem to have the same problem with how they treat certain individuals within their organization. I'm looking at you, Boston Celtics. I'm looking at you, New England Patriots. And I'm looking at you, Utah Jazz. Certain organizations that have a a way of leaking or treating certain situations very poorly, depending upon, you know, certain factors. And it's just, it's... It's it's ridiculous, but I agree with you, Haven. I agree with you. I'm I, I'm right there with you. Completely ridiculous. Now we can get back to bashing you, Avell. I decided to get that out there. <laughs> yeah. I, so hey, hey, all right. So we got about yeah, about about eight to ten minutes before Leanne's going to be joining us. So I'm going to ask you, um, just in, in regards to Louisville, what needs to happen? You know, I, I'm already very nervous about this whole South Florida situation. Um, and, and, and what's going to happen today. I, I, I don't know if I'm where Jay was who called in earlier saying that he thinks that Louisville's going to lose, but I definitely think, I mean, South Florida's 1-2 coming into this game. Louisville is 1-2 coming into this game. You would think that Louisville wins this game, but what do you need to see, Haven, from Louisville? You know, like what, what, what do you want to see from them today to say, okay, may, maybe they're starting to get some things together? You know, I, I, as I said it before, right, I, I think Louisville pulls those games out. And I wouldn't be surprised if, if Louisville pulls this out in, in, in convincing fashion, right? So, I think they get it together, right? Louisville's going to win this game. And I would not be surprised, like I said before, they win it convincingly. For me, the issue is, like, going forward. Because, like, We've seen this before. You know, saw like last year with Duke. You know, they come off. They look like game busters. We think they figured everything out. They blow Duke out. We think they're back, and then they fall back to earth. You know, this season is just a repeat of last year. I, I think they win. I would not be surprised if Louisville wins convincingly, but that's not going to tell us anything about the future of this team. Yes, exactly. I could definitely see that scenario happen because, as you said, we've seen that the last couple of years. Absolutely. Uh, so, I, 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 
I don't know what, like, I don't think anything's going to make me happy today, but I don't know what I need to see. I, I, I feel like I just need to see at least domination on the lines. Like, the, the, those types of things um, are the are the type. Like, I don't need to see Malik Cunningham running around and, you know, doing his little Lamar Jackson routine. Like, I know that he can do that, but I need to see some wide receivers step up. I need to see some young players play. Like, that's probably my biggest thing. I need to see some guys that I haven't seen before in the game making some plays. That'd probably be the only thing that I could see that would, uh, you know, give me any sort of insight into anything. But I tell you what, we're going to go right back uh, to the uh, Wake Up 502 buzz line. Uh, got a caller in. We got G-Man on the line. Gerald Harris. Hey, 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 hey. How you doing, man? What's up, I'm um, doing great, man. Hey, I got up, man, and hey, I'm enjoying the show. Best sports show on the radio, period, point blank. I enjoyed the 502. But, uh, I, hey, keep giving Brett Farr hell. Hey, can't get away with that. That's a, that's a Donald Trump move. Get away with things. You understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. Word. Yeah. Now, yeah. Hey, we, we, will, look, we will not sweep it under the rug, G-Man, definitely. I understand that, man. That's why I enjoy the show. Real talking. Brett Farr is one of my all-time favorite quarterbacks. Put that in mind, too. But wrong is wrong. Yeah. Right is right, if you understand what I'm saying. Yes, sir. But, uh, hey, I want to talk about Louisville real quick, man. Last week, Louisville, for the first three quarters, looked like they could be anybody in the country. And then they just kind of fell apart. And I, I don't know, man. They look like they can play with anybody, but they just they can't get over the hump. Uh, Rashawn, I don't even know. I don't, I don't know what it is, but the excitement ever since Lamar Jackson's left just has not been the same. So I, I don't know how you fix that. I, I, I really don't. But I, I'm just curious to think, do you really think the coach needs to go or do you just think they need to stick with the coach and, and tighten up the ship? Honestly, G-Man. And I'll hang up and listen to you. To your call. Absolutely. I appreciate the show, man. Hey, man. I, I mean, love you, Doc. Hey, I appreciate you listening, G, man. Thank you so much, man. Uh, and, and I, you know what? And, and I appreciate that, man. G, man's a good dude. I appreciate him listening. And that, absolutely, I'm going to let you know that we ain't going to never let any of these things go unspoken about. And we're not letting anybody off the hook. We hold everybody to task and we hold everybody responsible. I think that's one of the things that we've always done. It's been a hallmark of the main event sports show and wake up 502. So we'll continue that. But G man, I, I'm I'm going to tell you this with Scott Satterfield. And the reason why I, I said earlier, I think that he's a six, seven, eight win coach at Louisville at best is because the one essential thing that he does not have and he does not instill in his players is toughness. I think that strategically he has some good ideas on, on, on some things. He still definitely strategically has some things he needs to get better with. Um, I think that um, technique-wise and, and, and things of that nature, he does a decent job. Same thing with Brian Brown. But the one thing that he does not put into his team, he does not have within himself, and I don't really think he really has it on his coaching staff, is toughness, grittiness. You know what I'm saying? That dog. I don't think the coaches are dog. I don't think the coaches on the coaching staff are dogs. And I don't think they put that dog mentality into their players. And, and I feel the fact that he's always been a guy who's been very – he coaches scared. He's scared to hit in the offseason because he's afraid of guys getting hurt. He's scared to play pressure defense because he's afraid of getting beat over the top. He's scared to, uh, you know, go out there and, and, and be aggressive with play calling because he doesn't want to turn the ball over. Everything that is earmarked, the, the, the Satterfield regime here at University of Louisville has been based on fear. 
And, and you ain't a dog if you're always scared of everything. You got to believe you're the biggest dog in the yard, and you're going to bite anybody who has anything to say about it. It's kind of like the, the, I always say, the DMX song. You know what I'm saying? You've been eating long enough now. Stop being greedy. Keep a real part to give to the needy. Ribs is touching, so don't make me wait. Mess around, I'm going to bite you. Snatch the plate. Like, that's being a dog. That's putting that toughness into your players. That's what being a dog is all about. And I think the Satterfield just doesn't have that in him. Haven, am I, am I lying? Facts. Straight facts. I mean, I still think Satterfield can be a good coach. And I still think he is a good coach. But you're right. You know, he does. You got to have that dog. I mean, you got to have that killer instinct. And that's why you start calling him Ned Flanders. It's, a, it's just not there. That's why I gave him nickname Ned Flanders because that killer instinct just isn't there, and, and it shows. It, it shows that these end-of-game collapses, it's not they're not conditioned. It's not that we don't have enough talent. It's toughness. It's toughness. It's when the games get close, and the other team, like Florida State, Haven, they were a desperate football team last week. They got down, and they got grimy. Because they had to have it. They didn't care that their best player, defensive player was out. They didn't care that Jordan Travis got hurt. They needed to have it, and we could not meet their level of intensity. That's why they lost the game. It wasn't about X's and O's because, as we talked about last week, I felt like Coach Satterfield and Coach Brown called a very good game. It was more about the fact that, you know, he just didn't have the uh, – they didn't have the toughness to grind in the game. And the fact that they couldn't grind was what ended up ultimately costing them the game. But I tell you what, we're going to go ahead, uh, hit up, uh, hit, hit this next break. And when we get back, Leanne Herring is going to join us on the other side. You are listening to Wake Up 502, Big X Sports Radio. It is going down here. And uh, make sure you stay tuned. We got one more segment coming at you. She never got a chance to hear my side of the story. We was divided. She had fish fries and cookouts for my child's birthday. I invited, despite it. I show her the utmost respect when I fall through. All you do is defend that lady when I call you. Yeah. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Ooh, I am for real. Never meant to make your daughter cry. Good morning, good morning, happy game day. I think this is the first show that I've been on that uh, Louisville's actually playing on a Saturday. So, big nice. matchup against South Florida that y'all have been breaking down everything. It's, it's going to be an interesting one, I'm sure, uh, sure today for y'all out there in, 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 oh. uh, 
in the Derby City. Interesting ain't the word, Leanne. Let me tell you something. Hey, hey, I, I, I tell you what, before we get into it, I, I, we did actually get one caller in, and I want him to jump on the line, get his thought in there before we jump into these picks. But I'm going to bring him on in, and, and let's see what he's got for us morning because he may actually have a question for you, Lynn. I'm not sure, but let's go ahead and get him in here as well. Got our buddy Wayne on the line. Wayne, how are you doing this morning, sir? Good morning, Sean. How you doing, my brother? Doing well, brother. You doing all right this morning? Every, Of course. You know, I'm always good, man. Every day is good. Beautiful. Regardless beautiful. of what happens. Well, so what you got for Regardless. us this morning? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about today's game. It's either going to go one or two ways. Either it's going to be a squeaker or they're going to blow them out, one of the two. Yes. And and the reason the reason why I say that, and and, and it's been it's been said earlier today, it's plenty of talent on this team. It's a matter of execution, and that that starts from the top to the players. And 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 the thing the, the thing that that, uh, that 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 always disturbs me, it you know I, I is he's afraid to sit to. If you when you if you play the game and when I play, if you didn't do what you're supposed to do, like my father when I played baseball, mm-hmm. you, either you gonna play or you gonna sit. Yeah, it's just that simple. There's no in between in there. You, you either you do or you don't, or you will or you won't. And so that's that's what it comes down. Plus at 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 at, at one and two, there are, there are no there's no more mistakes. Yeah. There's no more in between. You know, there's no more leeway. You get you got to go ahead and do what you need to do. Either you you got to have some pride in what you're doing, or you don't. And if you don't, then you then everybody needs to sit down. Or like we used to say back in the day, give me five, give me eleven. They want to play. <laughs> it's just that simple. And I'll 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 lose with the people that want to play. I'm not gonna put up. I'm not gonna put up with attitudes, prima donnas, divas, none of that. You got the talent. If you don't, if you're not gonna use it, then you gonna sit. Period. I don't care if you. I don't care if you get mad or whatever. And if you if you get that kind of attitude, then you can leave the team. It don't matter to me. It's your future. I I got mine. Now you need to get yours. And 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 that that's all I'm gonna say on that. But like I said, there's talent on this team, and it's really it's no it's no need or no excuse to keep making the same mistakes. You know, jumping off sides. Illegal procedures and all that. This is the fourth year, and then on on, on the DBs, mm-hmm. common sense. You just do not let people get behind you. You just don't do that. You you know you keep the man in front of you. You you just don't do that and let them let them blow by you. Now, like now, I will admit that that was a, a, a an obstacle with the guy from Florida State six seven. Yes, but sir. still, you got you got to bump him at the line. You you can block for four yards or whatever, knock him off his route, and then you run stride by stride with him. You don't let him get behind you. You just don't do that. So you know those are the correctable uh, offenses. But the thing of it is, they're correctable. But the thing it is of it is, are you going to do it? That's Absolutely. that's the question. That's Absolutely. the question because, like I said, it's plenty of talent on this team, and then that, that's all I would see on that. But I, you know, I'm not throwing the towel in on them. I'll never get them because that's what I went to school at. I can't give up, but I can be disappointed, and and, and they are disappointed right now. So, so let me and ask then you, I'll make, I'll make one. I, I was going to say, so what, what What do you think is going to happen? You, you, you going to give me a win? I know we about to go do picks, but let me get your pick. What, what do you think is going to happen today? I I say today uh, I'm going to go out on the limb 
31 to 14. Okay. I mean, uh, South Florida's got some talent, but their talent is not better than ours. They gave Florida all they wanted, but Florida's not that good. (laughs) They're not that good. And, and, you know, just like my my boys down the road talking about that smell, well, we'd be Florida's garbage. They're not that good. Y'all didn't do nothing. I I told him, when when y'all go down to Ole Miss, then we'll see what y'all about. That'll be the first real team y'all play. Then we'll, we'll see if y'all for real or y'all just a fraud. Uh, we we shall see. Agreed. But uh, and then I'll make one quick reference on basketball. Yes, sir. Uh, I know KP and uh, uh, Nolan Smith. They were in California on Miranda. I like that boy. I like him a lot. They on him. They on him hard. So I, I'll be I'll be real disappointed if they don't get that kid because I, I like him. He's got skills and he'll fit right in. You know, when they was up here for the visit, the mother, she raved about it. Mm-hmm. But people have done that before. But but you can tell if somebody is serious or not. When they bring their parents and their parents are really serious about it, and they like what, what KP stands for, and like he said, you know, everything is in place for you, to, for you to be successful. And like I told a buddy, man, when a kid comes up here for a visit and they see everything that's already in place, and mm-hmm. if you say no, I'm going to ask you why. What is it? You, you you got you got three world co- uh three world class coaches. Nobody else has got that. They all got rings. Where else you gonna go to see that? You got the best arena in the country in a good league. What more you want? Yeah. Where, and where else you gonna find it at? Absolutely. So you know it. it, it and like I say, you know, a lot of times all these kids, people get in their ear. But but the thing of it is, people get in your ear. But you you gotta you gotta be able to discern who's sincere about your future. And KP is sincere. He's not for no games. No, he's gonna give it to you straight. And it, it comes down to one thing: either you can accept it or reject it. But he ain't, he ain't gonna be you. Well, there we and, go. And, that, and that's what you want. That's what. But Sean, I know I know you got your girl on. I'm anxious to hear her. <laughs> but as always, Doc, you know I, I, I'm I'm always enjoying chatting with you, man. You know you 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 know you're my guy. We go we go back a long long way. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Well, Wayne, and I you know, appreciate, I appreciate you calling this morning, brother. And we'll say one thing before I go. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, go cards, man. I appreciate you. Hey, appreciate it, hey. Wayne. Thank you so much, man. Love Wayne. <laughs> Wayne, hey, hey, Wayne loves him some KP too. But no, I, I agree with everything he said, man. You, you got them big boys out there. Last I checked, the coaching staff knew that they had a six-seven, two hundred and thirty-five pound wide receiver before the game started. It's not like the dude just dropped out of the out of space and landed on the field. So. I agree with you. But, Leanne, I am so ready. First of all, I got to know, Leanne, I, I picked out the Isley Brothers, the Who's That Lady. Do, do, do you like your walk-up music, ma'am? Oh, I do like that. I love me some Isley Brothers. You know, and uh, it, you can never go wrong with the Isley Brothers or George Clinton. You got to have that song all the time, all the time. But, but going back to, to what Wayne touched on real quick, I mean, that's probably the most, I think sometimes at being sports media on the radio, we want to complicate the, the game plan. And he put it right about it. At the end of the day, in all these games and all these picks we're going to talk about, you know, because we see a lot of, a lot of matchups, you know, where undefeated teams or teams with the same record or, you know, they're trying to make a run in their conference. It's about execution. It's about, not you know, keeping it simple but executing. And, and we're going to see a lot of that this game. You know, that's going to be the difference makers in some of these close ones is not going outside, not making those small mistakes that are going to cost you cost you in the, in, the long game, in the long haul today. I think we're going to see a lot of that game, and I think we're going to see a lot of games closer than we can imagine today. 
I agree. I agree with you. And to that end, we're going to go ahead and jump right into the picks. I know we got about, about 17, 18 minutes left. So we're going to get through uh, several of these games with you. Uh, so the first game I got for you, Leanne, uh, we're going to go stay in the ACC. We got number five, Clemson, on the road, heading to Wake Forest uh, down there in Winston-Salem. Um, I show Clemson as a uh, per uh, Caesar Sportsbook here on ESPN.com. Uh, Clemson is a seven-and-a-half-point favorite uh, in that game. Who do you like in that one? This is another close one, and I think this one is, like I said, both these teams are ranked. Both are undefeated. Someone's going to leave uh, Salem North at Winston-Salem, you know, today, un- no longer undefeated. And, I, you know, I think it, it's going to be a close one. Like I said, there's been a lot of questions about Clemson. The ACC is a wide-open conference right now, so I think both these teams are trying to battle in, you know, to make safe down the road because now we're getting into conference play. We're wrapping up, you know, non-conference games and everything. And both these teams have the opportunity to keep on the rise and keep uh, making a rise also in their ACC conference. Uh, I, I like I like Wake in this one. I like Wake at home. I think they play hard. I think they're going to give Clemson a run. Um, I think Wake's going to come out the jump, and I think they're going to cover by seven and a half. So I'm going to take Wake on this one. Um, uh, I don't know if necessarily to win the game, but I think I like Wake at seven and a half in this game against Clemson at home. You know what, Leanne? I, I, I swear we are of the same mind, girl. I, I, I'm right there with you. I, I think that the set, that seven-and-a-half number is a little bit too too rich for my blood. I, I think that Wake Forest will keep it close. Um, I, I figure it's going to be about a field goal game one way or the other. I still got to figure out if DJ Ugalungale can actually play. <laughs> You know, like he hasn't been great to start this season, and I know that there's been a lot of call for the backup quarterback. But, yeah, uh, give me Wake Forest, and I'll take them seven and a half points. So, Haven, what you think about that one? Hey, that's a trifecta. I I agree with you guys. I mean, I'm just not convinced at all with Clemson's offense. There we go. Defense, yes. Offense, no. That's what's going to keep it close. I like it. Uh, Leanne, next game, we're going to head out to the Big 12. Uh, we have number 17, Baylor, heading on the road to unranked but undefeated Iowa State. Uh, Baylor heads into this game 2-1, and one, but it uh, looks like Iowa State is the two-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. So you got a, a top 25 team that's actually getting points, even though it is on the road. What you like about this one? You know, a lot of people don't talk about Iowa State in the Big 12, but they've always been pretty, they've always been able to keep it consistent, always play really hard. Uh, Baylor defense, you, you can't argue that, uh, always been real top. You know, Miranda has such a, a great defensive mind. We've seen him, we've seen him go strong against, you know, Big 12 and, of course, in the ACC last year against Ole Miss. But but I like Iowa State. I'm going to take the underdog. I mean, I'm going to take I'm going to take Iowa State to. I'm going to give them the points on this one. I, I like I like them even for a slim margin. I think they're going to play hard. I think Baylor, you know, is is going to get a test today. They they've had a chance to blow out, you know, with these non-conference games. Heck, Texas State almost covered. I think it was like three points. Mm-hmm. They didn't cover against against Baylor last week, and I took Texas State. But but I'm going to take I'm going to take Iowa State um, to cover on this one, and I'm going to take them at home in Ames. I just think it's going to be a good. Big 12 matchup. I think Iowa State's going to uh, put out a lot more power uh, than Baylor expects, and I think Baylor's going to have a little bit of their guard, you know, their guard down. And I think Iowa State on this one, I'm going to take them at two and a half. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to actually agree with you that that home field advantage in Iowa State there. They don't lose much at home. The Cyclones don't don't lose much at home. Um, they have a very underrated home atmosphere. Um, they are, it's very difficult. Uh, Baylor's already gotten bitten once this year. Um, I like the Cyclones as well. Haven, what are you thinking? You know what? If Leanne says it, it's facts. That's all I got to say. If she says it's facts. Way to kiss up to the host, Haven. Way to kiss up to the host. My hey, hey, you know what? <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, if you guys like follow her picks from week to week, 
I mean, Absolutely. she's flawless. Like last year, you guys would have made millions. Absolutely. Uh, I, I mean, I should I should start putting bed. We should start our own bed into our own our own uh, you know sports book. Wake up five hundred two uh, uh, main event sports books. I mean, we both uh, with the knowledge, like I said. But at the I end mean, of the day, it, it comes down. It, you know, it's not about who. That's what I ha- you know have to tell people. It's not that I'm not picking your team not to win. Right. I'm just saying they. I don't think they're going to cover by that much. And, right. and that's a whole different ball game with the sports bet. And when you separate those two, it becomes a lot easier. Absolutely, I totally agree with you. So, all right, for this next one, Leanne, we going out feature game on CBS, uh, going out to the SEC. We have the Florida Gators, which nobody knows how good they are, uh, traveling to Tennessee. They're going down to Knoxville, uh, taking on the volunteers there in Neyland Stadium. Um, I'm just going to say that I personally am am not really buying Florida. It looks like Tennessee is a 10.5-point favorite, so it's a big number. Uh, Tennessee is is a – uh, definitely a, a ten and a half point favorite. So that's a that's a bunch of points. Uh, what what are you thinking about this one? You know, I like Tennessee at home as much as I don't like Knoxville and Neyland. You know, stadium <laughs> it does get electric. You know, it can get a little it can get a little rowdy. You know, they like to throw mustard bo- bottles. You never know what you're going to get when you when you're in a, in a Tennessee stadium yeah. or even on the road with those fans. I think ten and a half is a lot of points. I think Tennessee could pull out the win. Again, I think Florida's on the rise, and I think that they're firing on good cylinders. How good? Don't know until we get into conference play. This is really, like I said, going to be a big test. They had a little bit of test against Kentucky. We all saw how that went. I think this is going to be more of a test on the defensive front against both these teams, especially for the Florida offense. But I like Florida to cover at 10.5. I think it's going to be a close one. I think this is going to be a field goal field goal kind of game. Um, I think they're, I don't think that um, unless Florida gets a jump or Tennessee gets a jump really early off, I don't yeah. see this being a huge scoring game like everyone thinks it might be. Mm-hmm. So I'm also going to take the under 62 in that one. But I like Florida to cover in that one, but I think it's going to be close, uh, closer than people. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, quite honestly. And I, I think t- Tennessee by 10.5 points is a lot of points to give Tennessee. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I, I think that this is one where it's tough. I, like, I look at this one, that 10.5-point number scares me. Like, if I was actually betting, I would probably stay away from this one because it's such a volatile matchup. I don't really know who I can trust because I don't trust either team. You don't, know, you don't know what you're going to get. Exactly. Absolutely. No, I completely agree with you on that stance. It's hard, yeah. yeah it, it's tough. But, you know, Richardson has not been good even at home. So I think going out on the road, I definitely don't trust that. I, I think that Tennessee, I, I am going to take Tennessee, and I'm going to lay those ten and a half points. And it's, and but I don't think it's going to necessarily be because of Tennessee offense. I can definitely see this being a game where, you know, turnover to, to uh, you know, interception, pick six, fumble, return for a touchdown. I think the Tennessee defense. It's going to be. Gonna I think this one will be surprising for an SEC thing. It's going to go back to old school defense. It's yes. going to come a lot to special teams. I think in this one. I totally agree. So I, you know what? Give me Tennessee. I'm going to lay that ten and a half. Haven, what do you think? I'm taking UT because they're home. Florida's offense really hasn't shown me they can score enough okay. to really uh, be a, 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 a threat. Okay. Give me Tennessee. I'm, I'm going to take Tennessee in the points. Okay, okay. I, I think they get it done. I'm, I'm, I'm not convinced of Florida at all, not, not in the least bit. Very well, very well. So i tell you what, for this next one, we're going to head out to the Pac-12 or Pac-10 or Pac-something, whatever whatever they are this week with all their teams jumping ships like, uh, you know, rats. <laughs> uh, we're going to go out. Or, again, another team that I don't know how good they are. Uh, they are on the road heading uh, there to Washington State. They're Martin Stadium there in Pullman, uh, Washington. Uh, Oregon is a six-and-a-half point favorite, but uh, Washington State is undefeated um, in this game. Uh, what do you like about this one, Leanna? This is another toughie. 
Exactly. Like you said, I was I was really surprised how Oregon performed, you know, in that week one. And that's not the same thing. Uh, it's one of those teams I really find a heart. I used to have a good, confident feeling when I was talking about Oregon, whoever they were taking against all those teams, especially a team like Washington State. You just never know what you're going to get. And that's a lot of points for me with Oregon even beyond the road. I like Washington. I think Oregon, I'm going to say, I think Oregon is ultimately, they're going to have to win this game because, you know, no one wants to have that loss on the record, even in the pack. That, that, you know, right now we're getting close to conference play, so everyone's, you know, everyone's going to remember that one win, just like everyone's, you can win, Texas A&M can win out, but everyone's going to remember they lost to App State. Same thing with Oregon losing to, to a, a team like Washington State, which is going to put up a lot bigger fight. So I'm going to take Washington State cover on this one, but I think Oregon ultimately wins on this one. But I'm going to take, I'm going to take Washington, I'm going to take Washington State to stay, to keep it, to stay within the margin with Oregon, and I think that they're going to hang, because they always can. Absolutely, and you know what? I like that uh, that assessment. I, I definitely, uh, I think Oregon will get the win. Um, I think they're still trying to shake off what happened against Georgia. But I am going to take Washington State, uh, and I'm going to take those six and a half points. I think it'll be a field goal game. Um, I think the Ducks will win the game, but I think Washington State keeps it close. Uh, Haven, what are you thinking? I'm going Oregon. Okay, so six, I, six and a half don't scare you. Six and a half don't scare me. I think I think the Ducks get. I think the Ducks get it done. Uh, I think that first week's game just kind of caught them off guard. They kind of got bum rushed, weren't prepared, new coach and everything else. I think Oregon puts the pieces together to get it done. There we go. There we go. I like it. Um, heading next, uh, back to the SEC, 7 o'clock kick tonight on ESPN there in Arlington. Uh, Texas A&M at home taking on uh, Arkansas, the most hated Razorbacks. Uh, coming into this game, Texas A&M has, you know, they had the, the, the tough upset loss to, to App State. Um, but that being said, they are still a two-point favorite at home. So Arkansas, number 10 in the country, is actually getting two points. Leanne, what you think about this one? This is another tough game. This is an old Southwestern Conference showdown, a big a big rivalry, you know, uh, in the SEC, you know, former, you know, you know, like I said, Southwest rivals and everything. This is going to be an interesting matchup, and I think it's going to be an interesting matchup because it's two teams that are have a lot of potential, you know, really good talent, but have been really weak even in the show, and even though Arkansas is defeated when you look at who they're playing. Arkansas really struggled in the secondary. And then Texas A&M and that offensive line, trying to get that offensive clicking and everything, uh, on firing all cylinders when they need it hasn't it has fallen up short. So this is really going to be down to it. I think it's going to stay close. I think that's why we have such a low a low point spread. I think it's going to keep it close because the fact that, like I said, it's whoever's going to be able to expose each other's weakness early. If it, it, you know, is Arkansas secondary going to fall apart? Is A and M's offense going to fall apart? You know, who's going to who's going to strike first? And I think it's going to be Arkansas. I, I say this over and over. I like the A and M team. I really do. I think that they have a lot of good talent. I think that they have, but it's a lot like Louisville. But it's it's about execution. You know, Jimbo Fisher calls a good game plan, but does it translate on the field? And I feel for A&M against Arkansas, that's just, that's just an old rivalry. There's a lot of things in it, you know, that come down that are not X's and O's. And I like Arkansas in this one for two, um, you know, on the road. I think that the secondary, even though they struggled, I just think A&M offensively hasn't been able to be consistent, um, and their offensive line is hurting right now. So, you know, I think it's a – if Arkansas can get on the jump and, and find a way to, you know, push their secondary just a little bit more, I think that they come they come up strong on this one, and I'm going to take Arkansas on this one. 
Yeah, I, I'm agree with you. I just can't. I can't shake the the App State loss. <laughs> like I can't get over that. So give me the Razorbacks. I think the Razorbacks get it done, uh, and especially with them getting two points. A and M with their weird fans and their weird cheers and all the weird stuff that goes down there at College Station. I just can't get with it. Uh, give me the Razorbacks uh, on this one, Haven. What you think? Bobby Petrino in Missouri State. <laughs> almost completely destroyed Arkansas last week. That's true. It wasn't for that miracle kickoff return for a touchdown. They go down to a hapless Missouri State team led by one Bobby Petrino. That's true. Now they have to go to College Station to face Texas A&M. I think Texas A&M doesn't have a quarterback. Their offense is lackluster, but I believe they have more talent. Give me Texas A&M. Oh, there you go. I like it. I like it. And last but not least, uh, Louisville at home, 14-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, it's a lot of points, especially for a team that has been struggling, uh, can't figure out a way to get it together. South Florida plays Florida close last week. Leanne, what do you think in this one? This is a game that, like I said, is going to come down to, to a lot. I don't like the points on either one, so I'll tell you right now, I'm not going to take the points in this one. I will take the under 64. Uh, that's what I had it at, 64. I'm, I'm not going to touch the points on this one. I just I think there's just too many uh, questions on both sides. We know that South Florida is going to bring the – they're going to bring the run game. They're going to bring it. But they struggled in the run game. Malik Cunningham has done a – a phenomenal job, and why? And I get that Louisville has not had the best record, but that kid right there, why he's not in the Heisman talk, you know, it, it, it baffles me. But I think I think we might hear more of him down the road if Louisville, you know, you know, pulls it together. And the defense, like I said, the defense has kind of been lackluster. Uh, Satterfield called a great game, but it, it comes down to execution. I'm not going to touch the points in this one, but I think Louisville's going to. I think Louisville's going to is going to hang today. I think Malik Cunningham is going to have another. Uh, it's not his top game today, and I think the defense. I think the defense hopefully will click today. I'm going to take Louisville uh, on this one, and I'm going to take the under 64. I think that even though you know everyone talks about South Florida run game and they're going to bring it run heavy and all that kind of stuff, but but I think Louisville has the tools to execute and and stop the run the run a lot better than people expect, especially at home, especially on Saturday. Remember, Louisville hasn't been played. They played Friday nights. I think being at home in the Saturday early atmosphere is going to be electric for the cards, and I think we're going to see a little bit of change of pace. And, and I like Louisville in this one uh, to win outright and then the under uh, against South Florida, 64-and-a-half. There we go. I, I, I tell you what, I, I definitely like the Cardinals to, to win the game. I don't think that South Florida will get the upset, um, but I, I will take South Florida and those 14-and-a-half points. I just haven't seen enough from Louisville. I agree with Haven. Haven talked about the fact that he thinks that Louisville – you know, they always have that one game where they just kind of just dominate the opponent, opposition. I can't – I just can't do that yet with what I've seen in the first three games to go ahead and take that many points. So give me South Florida uh, and those 14-and-a-half points. Uh, Haven, what say you? Give me Louisville. I, I think they put everything together. I think 14 points is a little too much. I, I will think uh, – I, I think a little about 13. There we go. There we go. I, I, I tell you what, it's going to be a very exciting uh, uh, round of games today. I know we're about to um, get, get you out of here, Leanne, but before you do, uh, get, got, got any sleeper picks for us this week? Uh, we have an early one that uh, Maryland against number four from Michigan on the road, both undefeated. Um, I like Maryland. Maryland plays gritty. I'm going to take them at 17 points. I'm going to take the under in that game. I also like uh, – Notre Dame at UNC, it's a very slim margin. I have two and a half points. We never know what we're going to get with Notre Dame. 
but I like what Mac Brown does, and uh, they're undefeated as well. So I'm going to take UNC to cover against at home um, in Carolina against Notre Dame. So those are my two sleeper picks. And then uh, Wisconsin, a uh, last one, Wisconsin on the road uh, to Ohio State, facing number Ohio State number three, and I'm going to take Wisconsin to cover on the 19 points on that game. So those are my three games. Uh, Maryland to cover at 17, UNC uh, favorite at two and a half, and then Wisconsin at 19. There it is. Oh, hey, I appreciate it as always, Leanne. Talk to you next week, okay? Go cards. There it is. Thank you so much, Leanne Herring. Hey, it's the final countdown. Hey, catch all her picks and her articles at 502. Wakeup502.com. Also catch the podcast, replay, at wakeup502.com. Check you guys out. 21st of Germantown, 1481 South Shelby Street is going down. Check you out the game.